Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Gavin. And here we are in beautiful Budapest for the World Championships. Hooray, I've been here for a week, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're doing a bit of sightseeing and uh, exactly. finding a bit of local colour and That's right. I am enjoying, enjoying Budapest. When you see looking at a bit of local colour, I am local colour now. I'm burnt to crisp. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty warm here. Pretty warm. So, episode 49. Mm-hmm. Or a special from the, the uh, World Championships. Special from... The, well, day four, strictly speaking, of the World Championships yes. was the first day of actual finals. Mm-hmm. And we had Women's Epi and Men's Sabre today. Yeah, and I thought it was a pretty good event, actually. Yeah, I mean, the, talking about the event generally, it's it's a massive venue. Everything's mm-hmm. all in the one place, huge finals hall, yep. room for, I'm guessing, probably three or 4,000 spectators. It's about the same size as the CIP. Right, okay, so po- possibly even bigger then, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was it was pretty full for a lot of the day. Never mm-hmm. quite... Never quite a full capacity. No. I would say three quarters full for the finals. Yep. And there's a, a huge qualifications hall and a hall where they do roughly half of the last 64 fights yep. uh, and a training hall. So, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a it's big, big venue and, and pretty nicely laid out, actually. So, yeah. quite impressed. Yeah, exactly. It's good that it's, everything's in the one place because usually these things are sort of spread out. And yeah, they tend to sort of punt the training hall off yeah. somewhere else and things like that, mm-hmm. which is never, never ideal because today I spent quite a bit of time watching various people doing foil lessons while all the Sabre and Epi was going on. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm easily distracted. <laughs> um, but let's get to the action. Women's Epi first. A few early departures, including both of our picks from outside the top six. Yes, I know. You picked uh, Trevinska, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I went Fia Mingo, both, both straight out in 64. Yeah. So, cursed them. It was, so, uh, it was, it was, quite, it was quite annoying. I was in the hall watch, just watching the score tick up and I was like, oh, gutted. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Departures in the 32, Marina Varia. Yes, I know. Another but one of your picks. Exactly. <laughs> you the as well in the first round, but anyway, never mind. Who else went out there? Uh, Choi, Courtney Hurley, and Mallow all out in the 32. Yeah. 16 saw the end of Pescu, Sun, Kolobova, and the sort of local colour in the last 16 was uh, King and Naj. Yes. Who um, got a lot of support from the, the locals, which is mm-hmm. a kind of recurring theme for the day. It's kind of what you expect. Uh, uh, a country where fencing is really popular mm-hmm. and, uh, has, and a got, lo- has a lot of prestige. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they made a lot of noise for they did. Uh, for young Miss who put in a good performance to make the the sixteen. Um, so on to our last eight: Elena Kravitska of Ukraine beat Kang Yongmi of Korea fifteen uh, fourteen. Lin Sheng of China beat uh, Li Haiyun eleven uh, ten. Vivian Kong of Hong Kong beat Coraline Vitalis 15-9, and Natalie Mohas in the Brazil beat Liz Rutler-Fosch. Yeah, I, I don't know how you pronounce it either. Not totally sure, but a massive result for her. And uh, very unlucky to lose to Mohas, I would say. Uh, it was very, very close. I was actually I was actually at the side of that piece mm-hmm. for the entire fight. Uh, Ca- camera in hand. Camera in hand, of course. Yep, wearing uh, your bib. Wearing my, my, my fashionable. We should take a picture. Um, I will. Uh, but uh, I did want to get to see quite a lot of it because of that. And I'm actually surprised that the Luxembourg fencer didn't beat Mulhausen. Yeah, because she was a couple of hits up, wasn't she? 10-8 up, and yeah. then I think she just took her foot off the gas, right. and Mulhausen just got a couple of hits, and took it to time. Right. And then uh, in that final minute, somebody, a couple of people messaged me saying that it was a bit controversial, but I was actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can't pronounce her name, I'm sorry. So I'm just going to keep calling her the Luxembourg fencer. <laughs> but it looks like she hit, she clips Mulhausen on the way down, but if you look very closely, there is no way she actually clipped Mulhausen. Right. Because the light came up after the point was past her. Okay. So the, the referee said no hit, 
and that just gave uh, Mohausen the the opportunity to to take the last hit and win it. Okay, so that gave us a, a semi final lineup of uh, Kravitska against Lynn as uh, our as our first one, mm-hmm. and. This, this was a great fight. It wasn't massively high scoring. I put sort no. of carefully paced, yeah. but not dull. No, exactly. There was always things going on. It was mm-hmm. a lot of quite decisive action once, uh, uh, once Kravitz- they went for it. Kravitska, we've mentioned before in the podcast, and uh, I spent a lot of time watching her today, and I was really quite impressed with the way she was moving. Yeah, She had a sort of flesh that could come from nowhere. Um, she was very quick on her feet and everything like that. And then uh, Lynn I wasn't at all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watching her fence is actually quite good too. She makes things happen. Yeah, I mean, they're both uh, pretty active fences. The distance mm-hmm. was really short. Yep. And uh, as I say, they weren't rushing through the hits. But when they when either of them went for the hit, mm-hmm. they really went for it. Indeed. Three apiece at the first break. More decisive stuff from Kravitska in the second period to go 9-6 up. And in the third period, uh, Lynn having to push. Yeah. And, and Kravitska looked in control of things. She had that three-hit lead and, you know, kind of... Edged it up, you know, 11, 8, 12, 9, 13, mm-hmm. 10, loads of doubles. And then Lynn making a foot hit to make it 13, 11 with 40 seconds left. And then another attack to make it 13, 12. Yeah. And suddenly it's all, all looking a bit edgy when just, you know, 30 seconds earlier, mm-hmm. Kravitska looked, looked in control of things. Well, I thought Kravitska was just going to cruise through to the end, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly how it looked. Another double to make it 14, 13 with 16 seconds left. And then a real scrappy hit with both, yeah. both fences falling over and Lynn seeming to, to hurt her ankle mm-hmm. and while she's having her ankle attended to the referees away checking the video mm-hmm. to make sure that the, the hit's okay and, and Lynn, Lynn yeah. gets the hit to level it with four and a half seconds left so going to extra time, yep. Lynn with the priority and Lynn scores a hit, celebrates wildly, Yeah, uh, referee goes off to check the video Comes back. Fine. Comes back. Kravitzka brings their weapon. Uh, it's not working. Yeah. It's a drama. You should <laughs> yeah. have heard. They should have been. I'm sitting amongst some Finns and they were all going mad. Yeah. They were like, oh, look at that. They were all pointing and going, look at that. So uh, you, don't, you don't see that in the other weapons. Not often, anyway. This is why no, I love no, Epi. I mean, that often. Yeah. yeah. One of the many reasons why you love Epi. But it was a really exciting fight at this stage yeah. uh, and, and had been pretty much all the way through. Mm-hmm. But eventually, Lynn, Lynn gets the win with an attack. Yep. To take a 15-14. Yeah. Dramatic, a dramatic fight. Yes. One, um, one to check out if you've not watched it yet. Yeah, I would really recommend uh, going back to have a look mm-hmm. at that one because it was uh, properly impressive. So, on to our second semi-final. And now, my notes for this are much, much shorter. Vivian Kong against Natalie Mulhausen. I didn't feel the same sort of emotional engagement with this one. No. It, felt, it felt a bit flat in comparison. Yeah. And it kind of edge its way through. I don't think the crowd were really into it either. Yeah, they were more, far more into the, 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 one, the preceding one than they were into this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure why, but it just it, it didn't have the same buzz about it no. that the, the first semi-final did. I don't know. I'm, I mean, Mulhausen edges ahead. She goes she goes from 9-0 to 12-9 up, and she's kind of in control of things at that mm-hmm. point. I mean, she's a tallish, left-handed pommeler, yep. largely defensive, good at picking the opponent off. Decent flesh when the uh, Opponent's not quite paying attention and sees it out reasonably comfortably in the end with a, a 15-11 yeah, to yeah. sort of control in the end of the mm-hmm. fight. And uh, Vivian was one of your shouts, was she not? She was. She was my, my top, 16, top 16 fencer yep. that, I, that I picked. So doesn't take the win. Quite hope that she would, but yep. you know, it's a point on the board for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so on to the final. Shin Leng. Uh, Shin Leng? Lin Sheng. Lin Sheng, even. All the right letters in there yep. against Mohausen. My notes on this are that, uh, well, Mohausen gets a 
gets ahead. Yep. Um, five three up towards the end of the first period, mm-hmm. and then Lynn gets a a P card, uh, unwillingness to fight mm-hmm. card, uh, with oh, I don't know, just seven seconds left or something like mm-hmm. that, and that proves to be quite important just a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Lynn levels at five apiece and starting to time our attacks a bit better, but then starts to feel a bit of P card pressure because she's got a card, and although the scores are level. Mm-hmm. Get another minute of no hit. Yeah, it's going to be a red card for her. Exactly, exactly. So she throws herself into a flesh when mm-hmm. she probably didn't really want to, but yeah. had, to, had to have a go at it. And Mohausen picks her off with a counter attack to to go eight seven up, which takes us to the takes us to the second break. And Mohausen happy to to keep doubling away, mm-hmm. takes up to up to eleven ten. Uh, but when levels with an attack to leg to make it eleven all, twelve all at forty seconds left. Yep. And we go to, to extra time with Mohausen having the priority. And Mohausen Julie hits with a flesh yep. to, to become As I like see, if you're, not, if you're not paying attention, Mohausen fleshes, that's yeah, that, that's, her, that's her thing. That's right. I mean, it's not a fantastic flesh in its own right. No. But the fact that she's defensive for the vast majority of the time, mm-hmm. it's, it's genuinely surprising because yep. most of the time she's, she's going backwards. She's looking for that moment where you, you switch off, thinking she's just defensive and I'm going to yep. build it up, and that's when she hits you with it. Yeah, so an impressive in in some ways, a lot mm-hmm. a lot of very close wins, and yeah, I would say a surprising win. I, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't have put money on Mohausen winning at the start of this. So there we go. No, I mean I, I did sort of check her record. I mean she's thirty three years old now. She's fenced for Italy mm-hmm. and and now Brazil. Yep, and she's won two World Cups in her career and won one zonal championships. Mm-hmm. And here she is at the age of thirty three, becoming a world champion. Yeah, well, good. So on her. that's. Um, that you think is is going to seal her place at the Olympics yeah, as well? I think so. That's, it must be enough points, surely. Yeah, you would have thought so. It's yeah, something yeah. pretty disastrous now for her, mm-hmm. her not to make it. So massive result for her on on a number of counts. Yeah, so that was the women's epi. Pretty good in the whole. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I quite enjoyed. It. I mean, I saw quite a lot of it, and uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed what I saw of it. Good. Yeah. Okay. On to men's saber. Uh, okay. <laughs> now our. Our new co-host is busy hanging out with her British teammates, not not joining us for this. Yes, that's right. So rather tragically, it's left to to me and Gav to yeah. offer our opinions. Uh, and, and worse still, mm-hmm. uh, because I have been camera only a camera all day, I don't have any. I don't have very many notes for this. So, Sean, tell us what happened. Well, I'm just going to remind <laughs> you what um, what my predictions were for this. Oh my god! Um, Here we go. Before you know, long before the event started, so mm-hmm. my fence are out of the top sixteen that I picked. Was Osanguk in mm-hmm. Korea, yep. and my my outside bet from outside the top sixteen was uh, Anders Satmari of Hungary. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So let's let's run through the early departures because there's uh, a few big names diving out early, and, and some of that very disappointing for the locals. I have to say, mm-hmm. out in the sixty four, Aptia France and uh, Daryl Homer of the USA. Mm-hmm. Out in the thirty two, local hero and Orange superstar Aaron Salagi. Yep. There was, well, like, there, was, there was much wailing in the house. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a whole load of noise when he came on for his last 64 fight and his last 32 and the crowd had gone bonkers. Yep. And he's obviously a, their man. Mm-hmm. But he went out to Yoshida of Japan, 15-14 in the okay. last 32. I didn't see that one. It was the other side of the hall from where yeah. I was. So that was a, yeah, a disappointment for the locals. Yeah. Um, out in the 16s uh, were Ibragimov, Gu and Reshetnikov. So not so great for, for some of the, the big Russian names. No. Which made our, our quarterfinal lining up Satmari mm-hmm. against world number one Eli Dushovitz with Satmari 
Taking the win, 15-12. Yeah. That's more points in the bag for me. <laughs> uh, Mushtab Abedini uh, beat Max Hartung, mm-hmm. 15-11. Again, a little bit surprising. Third quarter final, Luca Curatoli of Italy beat um, Shaw Gordon of Canada. Uh, that's a, that's a, surprising a m- one. massive result for, for him. You've you got to think he's going to climb the ladder a little bit. That's, that. that's going to be a big boost to his yeah. world ranking, certainly. And again... It's maybe not quite going to book a place for him at, at the Olympics, but it's going to it's going to be a big help. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually put out Yoshida, who beaten Salaki yeah. in the sixteen. Yeah. So perhaps benefiting from a, mm-hmm. a a kinder draw than he was perhaps expecting. Yeah. And the last of the quarterfinals, um, O beating young Russian Lokanov. Yes. Uh, Fifteen nine. So semi-finals: Satmari against Abedini. And um, home crowd loving loving Satmari. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the He's our new favourite with uh, mm-hmm. Salagi departing the scene did you, early. Did you hear the cat calls? A wee bit of cat calling for Abedini? A little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't too harsh. Yeah, okay. The old, the old whistle, but nothing nothing uh, terrible. I've uh, got to say, Abedini looks sick as a parrot. Did you notice? <laughs> was it because I was closer, I could actually see his face. He looked green. Oh, okay. All right. He actually looked terrified. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's... You're going to t- talk about the score in a minute. I think that's why, why the score went the way that it did. Okay. He looked like he was not... Not here for this at all, right? Oh, that's curious because I saw him in the in the training hall, mm-hmm. and he was kind of pacing around pretty nervously. He he did look like he was uh, feeling the pressure of the situation. And yeah, interesting. massive opportunity he, for him. Yeah, yeah. Has he ever been in the situation of world championships before? Not a world, uh, championships. Not a world championships. No, finished fourth at the Olympics. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, but he did look, I thought, pretty sick, all and right. then. Let's talk about the score. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, two interesting offences because neither of them are uh, the sort of massive, powerful, no stereotypical true. male sabreur. So, mm-hmm. so a more technical fight, perhaps, than you would yep. expect to see. Uh, and Samari really looked just looked sharper in the middle of the piece. I thought so. He was just that half a step quicker. Yep. And and really dominated the first period to go in eight three up. And that, that pretty much continued in the second period. Aberdeen never really, really got into it. No, not at all. Um, and because he's quite a few hits down, he's kind of forced to gamble, looking for more parries, mm-hmm. and it's not really coming off for him. And, and in the end, it's a convincing win for Satmari, 15-8. But to be fair to Aberdeen, he probably did score the two best hits in that in that fight, which True. were two amazing counter-reports. Yeah. So he doesn't get the win, but he gets the warmest round, round of applause from me for, for those two hits. They were, they were spectacular and worth, yeah. worth checking out. Second semi-final, Krasley against Oh, uh, this this is power saber time. Two <laughs> two big guys. It's perhaps what mo- most people would view as what modern saber. Yes, is like lots of really big, powerful actions with big, powerful guys doing big, powerful things. Yeah, you know. And it was. I mean, it was it was pretty level pegging. Krasley eats seven up at, at the break. It seemed pretty determined not to let O get his attack going because that's. Um, mm-hmm. That that's fatal. So, not a lot in the way of backward steps from uh, from Karatali. And at nine apiece, no one, no one really dominated. And then there was a short break while Karatali changes body wire. And after that, who suddenly finds his finds his attacking mojo and yeah. goes thirty nine up, takes a big power boss to make it forty nine, and eventually runs out a fifteen eleven winner. Yeah. Um, so a, a fight that could have gone either way suddenly changed by by a, a little a little technical yeah. break. Yeah. And. Uh, looking dominant in the... Mm-hmm. And he looked pretty the dominant the entire day. I've spent a lot of time watching Lo today and he looked pretty unflappable and pretty much 
it'd be a couple of times he'd be down, he'd kind of shrugging it off and just, oh, that's fine, it'll be fine in a minute. Even his coach was just kind of idly tapping his fingers on things, saying, hurry up and win, sort of thing. So yeah. I was kind of less surprised when this happened. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I think this is probably the first time that I've actually really kind of seen him in the flesh. And he is exactly the massive, terrifying unit that I've described yeah. him as in the past. Yeah. And he really showed that at the end of this mm-hmm. this fight. So on to the final. Uh, St. Mary against O. Good, good chant from the from the locals as well. Oh, the atmosphere Ria, is electric. Ria, Ria. Mm-hmm. Was the was the cry going going round the hall in the lead up to the final? And uh, Sat Mary sort of clearly amped by the local local support goes five two up again, looking really sharp in the middle of the piece, and takes a really big parry repost to go to go seven two up. Yeah, and he really kind of dominated the first period, goes into the break at eight four, and he looked like the same Sat Mary that we saw in Leipzig, completely yeah. unflappable. Yeah, relaxed. I'm just going to keep hitting you until till this is over and done with. Yeah, sharp. Relaxed, mm-hmm. totally on his game, mm-hmm. and the crowd are going bonkers at this time. Obviously, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just exactly what they want. This is what they've. This is what they've turned up for. Yep, um, a Hungarian in the final and going great. But then, really, both things have started to introduce a few more variations in the in the yeah. second half, and all really gets the better of that mm-hmm. and levels it at nine apiece. And suddenly, Satmari's looking a bit a bit more tetchy and a bit flustered. He's he's coughed up a, a decent sized lead, yeah, and and the fights and the balance, and it really kind of dominates from there on. He, again, he yeah. takes control of the fight. It was weird. He sort of somehow just sort of seemed to run out of steam, and it was almost like O's switch and tactics completely flummoxed him. He didn't have a response to it at all. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Samari to some degree looked to looked to change as well mm. in, the, in the second half, but O got got much the better of that. Yeah. And showed showed more variation and mm-hmm. more more ways of producing the hit. Yep. And although although Satmari dragged it back to thirteen twelve down, it really felt like it was fight mm-hmm. by that stage. And he he ran out yeah. a fifteen twelve winner to become world champion. But a good day for for Satmari after yeah, not a whole load happening since he became world champion mm-hmm. in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. A great day for my predictions with first and second. <laughs> so anyone says that uh, I know nothing about saber, yeah. There's the there's the proof of the pudding, eh? exactly. <laughs> so that's the end of our first day. Mm-hmm. Back for more tomorrow with yes. the women's foil and the men's epi. So yep, something big for boys. Us both yes. to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, be good so far. To more. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see you then. Right. Bye bye. Bye.